The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son, who is our senior loan consultant and managing owner as well. In addition to being the chief client experience officer of Academic Mortgage, remember if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. And you can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, David, a lot of went on uh, this last week uh, in, in terms of housing and mortgage headlines. Uh, one of the headlines from Thursday, Wall Street Journal, mortgage rates hit 7.23% highest since 2001. Uh, then we also had uh, Fannie Mae come out on Wednesday of last week with their latest forecast for where interest rates are headed. And we had Chair Powell. Uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve speak at uh, Jackson Hole, that annual conference, uh, which you said, what happened to the markets after he spoke? Mm, mar markets mostly went shrug. You know, he's he's been consistent with his, yeah, we're not kidding about inflation. We're going to wrestle that thing to the ground. So it was kind of a nothing sandwich, which is fine, but no relief for rates. So in reality, uh, mortgage rates got a skosh better here during this last week, but the headline from the Wall Street Journal is still outdated. It's lagging because they don't ever mention this, but it's talking about a backward-looking three-week average of rates. And so I predict that the headline next week is going to be even higher yeah. um, because, again, it's lagging. It's looking back three weeks. It's not like, what is today? It's more like they're telling you, what was the average of the S&P 500 over the last three weeks? rather than mm -hmm. telling you what did it close at on Friday. Um, and so uh, mortgage rates are actually a little higher than what that headline says. According to the Mortgage News Daily, which is the best up-to-date source, it's about 7.375 on an ideal scenario, or what we always like to call all the right stuff. Let's dig into the forecast, though. And, and by the way, though, ladies and gentlemen, we are still helping homebuyers buy homes, even at these highest rates since 2001. And why is that, David? It's because rates have never been the reason. They weren't in 2001. They aren't in 2023. I can. What year did you buy your house? 84, your first house? Yeah. Yeah, it's because Becky looked across the table at Brian in 1984 and said, I want to buy a house. Rates have never been the reason. However, I will temper that and say mortgage interest rates do influence several factors one that we've talked about many times this year already is it's quashing uh existing owners desire to list their homes right the current high rates hey if you're sitting there with a 2.875 oh, you're wow. likely to want to hang on to that so that's it's hurting supply and then and then on the other side it is knocking some buyers out of the market go ahead you have a comment over there uh, oh okay then i'll i'll modify my rates have never been the reason you got to have a good reason you can't most people aren't using their mediocre reasons on why they want to buy or sell 
to move right now. To your point, it's got to be a good reason. Most of the, I see a lot of job changes, you know, people getting transferred. Yeah. Is, you know, and sometimes they put that in listing descriptions. Like, the only reason this house is available for sale is because, you know, sellers Buyers getting moved out of state for a job. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and so, you know, that's, I've done that. You know, many people, you, I think you just told me you had a customer move back from where? Seattle. Milwaukee? Yeah. Because okay. they the wanted to be closer to family because they got young kids and grandparents and family nearby. That, that was more important than the two and a half percent on their house in Seattle. Hey, that reminds me, that's exactly why your mother and I moved back from California um, to okay. Wisconsin in 1989. In 1989. That's right. Yeah. We said, we want to be closer to grandma and grandpa. Exactly. So, you know, that's one reason. First-time homebuyers are also fairly immune because, hey, they want, to, they want to get a house. So let me tell you about Fannie Mae's uh, forecast, which they did based on market conditions on July 31st. And I'm going to ask you in a minute why that's important. They said that, hey, by the end of 2023, we think mortgage rates are going to be down to 6.7, okay? Where do you think, I went back and I looked at their April forecast. Where do you think that, and these people are really smart. They got a bunch of economists. They've won awards for being good at what they do. But in April, what do you think their prediction was for the end of this year? Uh, 5.8. 5.7. So they have increased from April to August, which is what, May, June, July, in four months. They've said, yeah, you know what? We don't think it's going to be 5.7 anymore. We think it's going to be 6.7. And what's the problem with the July 31st date, David? Uh, July 31st? You got yeah, what stumped. happened between July 31st and now? Mortgage rates went up. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. I thought you were saying it was some like big headline. No, yeah, there's been this drifting away of rates. Right. So, so rates are up about a quarter to a half percent since they made that prediction. I don't know if that's going to change their prediction for the end of the year. But anyway, um, based on their best thinking on July 31st, they were also predicting that by the end of 2024, mortgage rates are going to be down to 5.7. And that's about a half a percent higher. They, they had predicted earlier this year that we'd be down to 5.2 by the end of 2024. All right, when we come back, let's talk about first-time homebuyers because those people, allegedly, they're making up half of the purchases in America. And let's talk about what programs we have uh, for first-time homebuyers when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm the elder Brian Wickert, and that's the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert over there. So we're talking about how first-time home buyers are the least bothered, if you will, uh, by high mortgage rates. And the reason is they just don't want to be renters anymore typically. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's like, it's really a matter of payment. Hey, can I afford this payment on this house? And, and certainly the higher, higher rates that we're experiencing now might be causing people to buy a little less expensive house. But then what do you always tell people about the, the rate versus the house, David? Well, you got to marry the house and date the rate. And I have, a, I have a story on that, actually, after you describe some of the cool programs that we've got. But someone on that exact, hey, we're renting now, and I had some good advice for them. 
uh, as they were thinking about getting going. But you have cool. some cool numbers. Yeah, I just want to make people aware of hey, what's available. And, and so if you're a, a person making, you could literally make a half a million dollars a year. And as a first time home buyer, you can put as little as 3% down on a 30 year fixed rate loan with a loan amount as high as 726,000. Is it 200 or 100, David? 726,200. 726,200. You can put as little as 3% down. Now, the rate on that today, because remember, all mortgage pricing has to do with a couple of things. Uh, and we're talking about somebody buying a first-time uh, property, uh, single-family detached, um, with excellent credit, and all that jazz. Um, you're going to be looking at a rate today of 7.625. Uh, that's with no points. And then you're going to have to pay some private mortgage insurance. So I, I dialed up a purchase price that's roughly 85% of the five-county Milwaukee area median yeah. to say, okay, first-time homebuyers buy less expensive homes. So that's about two sixty-three-five. So this is looking at a somebody buying a $263,500 house with 3% down. Uh, their total payment, and again, you have to make an uh, an assumption of what are they going to be paying for property taxes. Sure. So I'm I'm pretending it's around four grand. Their total payment would be twenty two hundred and eighty three dollars. That's principal and interest, taxes, insurance, homeowners insurance, and monthly private mortgage insurance. Um, so that's as you know, that, that, that's a standard program, let's say. But then when you come to Acunet, and actually senior loan consultant Brad Kramer had a situation like this, this last week, where a client calling in uh, was already pre-approved with another um, mortgage lending company, but their mm -hmm. friend said, hey, I just closed with Acunet Mortgage. You got to call my guy Brad over at Acunet. Yeah. And so that other lender was quoting about 7.625. Brad, being an expert, opens up his playbook and says, you know, we can do, are you ready for this? 6.125 on a 30-year <laughs> fixed rate loan. Wait, what? Yeah, 6.125. That's and not like a schnibble difference. That's like, that's an enormous difference. Well, and as a matter of fact, in terms of monthly payment, it's 283 bucks. 283 wow. bucks different. So this is only for Wisconsin homebuyers. Uh, total payment there would be $1,999. At the, assuming the same for um, uh, pr property taxes. Yeah. And then and, and in order to qualify for that super awesome deal, the maximum household income, David, in southeastern Wisconsin is how much? Uh, if, if you're, you're two person? in Milwaukee County, yeah, two person, just a $100 under $100,000. So you can make a two person household, you can make as much as $99,900. And as a first time home buyer, get that special pricing you were just describing that Brad on the Acunet team was like, I got this tool in my toolkit. Let's use this one. That's right. And then there's one in between where if you make um, a little less money, the payments in this example would even be $28 lower and that, that income threshold. So, so the super good stuff is based on your household income, <laughs> but then we have other um, things that we pull out of our toolkit that, that uh, are in between here. The bottom line is Acunet Mortgage has all the tools in the toolkit. Oh, we should also mention FHA. FHA is popular with first-time home buyers who don't have the best credit yeah. uh, be because the credit score there um, can go well, down as low as 620, or actually will go down as low as 580, I think, now. Yeah. And, and so anyway, lots of stuff. If you know a first-time home buyer, 
hook them up with Acunet. We got all the tools and we will overlook nothing to make sure they're paying the least possible. All right, David, over to you. And what, what are you, what's your uh, story okay, about so, first time buyer? So let's, I want to talk about the credit. This is actually good. There's a couple pieces to this story. So let me set the table. Uh, got introduced to a young couple renting and uh, was introduced to us by their real estate agent, Kelly Seaman over at First Weber. And because you know what Kelly said? Oh, you need the best. You got to call Brian and David over at Acunet Mortgage. And so I connected with them and opened up the conversation because they, where they're currently renting, it's a little expensive, dad. It's well, nice. Well, how, much, how much are they paying? Well, they're paying, uh, as we started to get into the math, they could buy a new house for the same or similar cost of what they're renting. Now, let me give you more on that story and a little bit about credit. When we come back, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Here's Sunday morning. Dad just starting to get into a story of a young couple that I was connected with last week. And they decided, hey, we're kind of tired of renting because it's starting to get a little pricey for what we can get. And we're thinking about we want to try to buy a house up in Ozaki County. They're kind of okay. looking in Cedarburg, Grafton, Thienesville, kind of up that way. And what was interesting as they kind of, as I, I sometimes I like to say, look, I'm going to hand you the microphone uh, client and mm -hmm. tell me what's on your mind. Yeah. Because that's, people are going to share their reason of why they're thinking about buying and for them they want a little more space uh, i think they're getting a, thinking about getting married here shortly maybe family sometime in the future and i think it's a matter of what do i get for my money right because mm -hmm. you can rent and you don't have any unexpected bills right you don't have to change the water heater you know when you're renting yeah i just don't think they're they get as much space or space that they feel is their own. You just mm -hmm. feel like you're, you know, gliding by. Not that you couldn't paint the walls in your rental, but it just doesn't feel like your own. And I think right. that's been true for home buyers since the dawn of time. And so they're going to be able to get a little bit more space for a similar payment and what they're paying now for rent. But the other piece um, that I that we talked about, actually, I had this conversation with two couples last week. I said, "You are not buying a house." for who you are today you are buying a house or you can or you should consider you're buying a house for who you will become who you will be in pick your time frame one year ten two years year, five yeah. years ten years i mean you told me this when i bought my first house it's buy more house than you need today because you're not just you are not just who you are today you are who you will become as well Right. And the other version of that, our colleague Sarah always likes to say, and I like to ask, uh, particularly for any you know client who's competitive a little bit, I was like, do you think you're going to make more money next year? Oh, do you think, yeah, of course. Do you think yeah. you're going to make more money two years from now or five years from now, 10 years from now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be making a gajillion dollars you know, 10 years from now. It's like, well, great. Your house is going to continue to become cheaper and cheaper as a percentage of your income over time. Right. I and, like that. I like that a lot. 
Yeah. And and that you don't get that when you call a skyscraper downtown trying to get mortgage advice. A, because you're just not going to get that advice, you know, because they're just like, what's your date of birth and your social? And let me just crank right. this out for you. It's being mindful of how can I help you reach for the house that you want? Um, well, and, and for this couple, I mean, they're going to consider it, right? Because I, their budget, they could reach for the next 10000 the next right. 20000 right. if it that, gets them a little bit more house. We would, all of our senior loan consultants, and folks, we don't have hundreds, we don't even have dozens uh, of loan consultants. We're a tightly knit uh, boutique group of individuals who have been doing this a long time and who care about what we do. You know, this typically comes back when we're running numbers and we see, especially a first time home buyer that is way under buying. It's like, you know, you could really afford, according to mortgage industry metrics, to buy a better house, you know, a yeah. bigger house in a different neighborhood, whatever, than what you're kind of say you're comfortable with. And we're not going to, we don't want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do, but we're going to point out the facts like you just did. Hey, your, your income is going to keep growing. Your house right. payment is going to be largely fixed except for future increases in property taxes. Yeah, and but even a the, bit in insurance. the property tax thing is tens of dollars, right? Just depending yeah. well, on what the depends. municipality says. Yeah. Depends if it was undervalued before, but, uh, you know, so that, that is excellent advice. Buy for your future self and anything else that you were talking to these. Oh, you're talking only, about credit. What about the credit? Yeah, so my other this? thing was, so for this young couple, one of them's got excellent credit. One does not. I think they had some medical stuff, uh, years back and you know, they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to mop it up, which, you know, if you ever want to get a mortgage person going on the dumbness of medical bills, hurting people, but anyway, can, hey, so, if they pay them off, David, I know. then they should be expunged from their record. The, but Is so what I going? offered, so we're going to do their mortgage pre-approval in only one of their names to get ah. best pricing and, and, and get them that best lowest rate and lowest cost. But what I did, because we are full service, I was like, let me still access your credit uh, for the person who's not on the pre-approval. Okay. Because I was like, I have the tools where I can tell you, hey, do one, two, and three, you know, with regards to your credit. I just don't want them flying blind because my hope is also that maybe in a couple of years they call me and they say, you know what, David, thanks. We actually want to buy an even bigger house, you know, sure. sometime down the road. It's just being mindful of giving the advice that we would want to receive ourselves if, you know, we weren't in the mortgage business. All right, I got a couple more stories I want to tell you, Dad, from this last week. Now it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour news desk. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, I guess it's the last show of August already, David. Yeah. Um, I'm Brian Wickert, the elder here, and that is David Wickert, my one and only son, and who is our awesome one of our awesome senior loan consultants, also a chief client experience officer. So we've been talking a lot about first-time home buyers uh, in today's show, and. Uh, just want to mention, because I forgot to, the th thing called the annual percentage rate uh, in our earlier segment, you know, for a standard, you know, person making really sky's the limit, no income limit whatsoever, uh, a first-time homebuyer can put as little as 3% down on a 726000 
100 or 200? I forgot what I said before. 726, 200. 200. Don't forget that last. You Don't know, forget that last. 200 bucks. Uh, 3% down is allowed. Uh, the no point rate on that today because all interest rates are a, a confluence of uh, credit score and down payment. So the lower down payment is riskier. Uh, 7.625, but it has an APR of 7.92. David, uh, do you just want to give a quick explanation of why the interest rate and the APR are different? Yeah. Well, because the APR is trying to quantify the cost of the PMI over the right. life of the loan. It's not just the borrowed money. It's also the PMI, at least while it's on that loan. And remember that when it's a regular Fannie Mae type loan, that private mortgage insurance will automatically drop off when your principal balance reaches 78% of the original value of the property. Um, then then we we're talking about our special uh, first-time homebuyer programs where the rate is markedly lower, 6.125%. That only has an APR of 6.38 if your income is up to, what's the magic number in the southeastern Wisconsin, David? Just a little under $100,000. Yep, $99,900. And then if you're under $80,400 of household income, the APR can be even a little lower, uh, 6.2%. Two nine because the PMI is cheaper. Bottom line is we got lots of tools in the toolkit for first-time homebuyers, and we know how to use them. But now let's talk about uh, move-up buyers. And I've got a 60-second ad running right now uh, that's talking about Russ and Julie, and we've talked about them on their on the show uh, before as well. In fact, we talked about them last week. And this goes to your comment before, David, about people bring to the home buying process, you know, their own assumptions. It's natural. Right. It's like, yeah. okay. And so, so when Russ first called me up, you know, he's like, well, I, I, I need to sell my house first. And so in this market, I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. Or he, he actually wanted to, I'm sorry, I misspoke. He wanted to write an offer contingent on the sale of his home and then, yeah. and then hope that the, you know, seller of the home he's buying would understand his house is going to sell really quickly. Well, we know that that is the bottom of the pile uh scarlet you know marking if you write an offer contingent yeah. on the sale of your home the seller's going i don't know when or if they're ever going to sell their home that's going to the bottom of the pile and so after a little discussion and i believe we, i also looped in the real estate agent on this but actually i think he got it before i had to bring in the real estate agent to testify we said no you know what we're going to do uh we're going to get you a thing called a bridge loan Mm-hmm. And in their example, we left the first mortgage in place because it was a really uh, attractive interest rate on that existing first mortgage. This is just basically a special purpose home equity line of credit yeah. that everybody knows is going to be paid off in advance. Uh, but the interest rate is tied to prime and prime is really high right now, like eight and a half. Yes. And and I think actually the rate down a bridge loan, because everybody knows it's um, going to get paid Temporary. off soon, is a little higher than that. So we right-sized that bridge loan. Uh, well, can I say it another way? The rate yeah. on a bridge loan is not the point. Correct. It's, exactly. It's because you're not going to have money. the money. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to have the loan, but for you know weeks or a couple of yeah, months. If your house is going to sell as fast as you think it is, yeah. you, the clock will stop pretty quick. On the rate is immaterial. Loan. It's a necessary uh, tool in order yeah. to be able to write that offer without that dreaded sale of home contingency. But David... You've got some buyers that can't afford because you have to qualify to carry, you know, your existing first mortgage on your existing home, 
the new bridge loan and the new mortgage, including principal and interest taxes and insurance on the new house. And not yeah. everybody can swing that. Do you have a couple of people like that? I do. I, I had two clients this past, past week. The same agent actually referred uh, both people. And, you know, it, it for a mortgage practitioner like you and me, we it always bugs me when I can't figure out, you know, when I can't get the numbers to, you know, yeah. wedge in the, the way that I want. Right. Uh, and so for them, uh, single pe- each single people, and they make good money. It's just their income can't swing having two mortgages at the same time because, as you pointed out, if you, have, if you haven't sold your old home yet, we have to include that in your financial blood pressure. Right. As if it's never going to be sold, which, you know, in real life is kind of ridiculous. And yet... You know, what if you overprice the sale of your old home so ridiculously that, you know, you're hanging on to it for yeah. a year or, beyond maybe what you thought? Or something me, comes up on inspection. Hey, I've got some ideas, maybe you do too, on how to solve that yes. issue or workarounds, if you will. Hey, well, you can't afford the bridge loan. Let's talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. We're talking about what do you do when you want to buy that next home. You're an existing home buyer. You want to buy the next home. And we do all the number crunching and figure out, you know what? You do need to sell your home before you buy the next one. Well, one thing you could do is write the offer on the next home contingent on the sale of your home. But that's not that great an idea because sellers don't like that. It reduces certainty. So what are some alternatives that you've been able to offer? You go first, David, well, and then I'll go. I'll tell you one. I um, There is a price at which a seller would be willing to wait. You know, if, you, if you're the buyer and you need to sell your home, there is some gap. If I, my ridiculous example, I think I said this to an agent a week or two ago. I'll pay you a million dollars above mm. yeah. the next guy. Right. Well, you're, the seller is going to be willing to wait for the extra mill. In okay. my example. So, yeah, what is but, that? That's a great example. Yeah, Hyperbole, but there's some number. Is, yeah, there's some every number. seller's different. Maybe they're trying to squeeze every nickel. Maybe $20,000, you know, from the next guy, they're willing to be like, sure, yeah, take all the time you need. Maybe it's well, 25, or, maybe it's 30. You know, all right. Or, or maybe you start shopping once you have an accepted offer on your home, right? So that you could show the seller... It's like, okay, now I have an accepted offer in hand. My house is going to sell yes. in 30 or 45 days. You know, and then again, the more toward uh, certainty you can get with that, like, and we're through the inspection contingency and, you know, or God, it would be great if it was a cash offer. Uh, right. So, so the more you can prove to that seller of the house you're trying to buy that I already got my household, it just hasn't closed yet. That wouldn't be yeah. bad. Back over this, to you. Well, this is why having a great agent matters because if you send in your offer and it's got a home sale contingency with no other narration yeah it's going to look as ugly as it looks on paper mm -hmm. but a great agent is going to say no okay let me tell you yes it's uh you know contingent on their home sale 
But let me Bye. tell you additional detail one, two, and three. Just like you said, it's we already have an accepted offer or we're already through inspection or we have commitment or it's a cash offer. And here's proof that you can massage yeah. the... The you can put some lipstick on black it. and white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lipstick. Sure. You can't, but you can, you can doll it up because it's true. If you're further along than just the, and the clients that I spoke to this week, they are further along in getting the home, their old home sold. Okay. I mean, you can't massage. If you're not anywhere near getting your old house sold, there's really not much to massage. But most people, like your client, uh, Russ, yeah, they're getting organized to get, to get it on sold. The market, yeah. Had they needed to put home sale contingency, it's not like they're, they haven't you know started throwing things away to get ready to move. They were and, further and along. And then process. if that were not to work, the other thing that you can do as a seller who can't afford a bridge loan is you can ask for 60 days occupancy uh, after you sell your home, right? Because you need to get the equity out of it or you can't afford the both payments. Yeah. But if you say, hey, I need to occupy, occupy my home for 60 days after closing. Well, now you have a, you know, 60 to 60 day window in which to find and close on a home. I, I would advise you better have a backup plan, right? Of, okay, I can always, and, and what would the backup plan be? Yeah. Hey, you move your stuff into storage, right? I see all these storage places around everywhere. I mean, that's gotta be like the, I, sh I wish I would have built one or bought one, but you know, you put yourself in storage and you go live with your parents or your friend or whatever uh, until you get a property under contract that you like. Um, Come on, so that, grandmas would love that. Well, I know people that are doing that. I know yes. people with four kids who are living with grandma right now, and the grandma's loving it. Of course. Yeah. Can I, right. on that topic, yeah. uh, per, you know, a deadline is always good, right? Uh, from uh, you and I as writers, uh, deadlines oh, yeah, are always the deadline, best. Yeah. But if you're in your example, hey, I've sold my old house, I'm doing this 60 day rent back post closing occupancy. On that topic, I, uh, I've asked a couple agents, and no one's disagreed with me yet. When you decide to win as a buyer, when you decide that I'm going to do what it takes to get that accepted offer, it's amazing how people succeed, whether it's on price, whether it's on flexibility you know, for the seller, flexibility on inspection or appraisal. When you, the buyer, I don't want to say capitulate, What's something softer than capitulate? It's just when you decide to win, you find a house, even in this tough market. And I've had agents, sometimes uh, both agents and I recognize that there are some buyers who might need to get their heart broken once or yeah. twice or three times before they do what it takes to win. Right. When you and got a patient. deadline like, I'm about to be homeless if I don't find a place within 60 days. When you decide to win, it's amazing how you can get in the end zone as a buyer. Hey, when we come back for this last segment of this show, one thing I want to talk about, maybe you got something else, David. Let's talk about our uh, how appraisals are um, morphing in the modern mortgage world. Mm. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home. 
without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to this last segment of today's show. I'm Brian Wickert, the old guy. That's David Wickert, the young guy over there. And so of late, David, we have been getting um, the magical, uh, inspiring, it's kind of like gambling it's kind of almost like pulling the lever on a slot machine what? when we put a loan th- well, the, when you put a loan through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's automated oh, underwriting okay. system yeah when you put a loan file as a loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage you know you gather all the information that you and this only works when you put in a specific property address and you have to have a 20% down payment on a purchase for this magic to happen but you put it through the Fannie Mae or and or Freddie Mac automated underwriting system and sometimes the system comes back and says, I don't need an appraisal on this property. I'm going to say it another way. When you send a prop or a specific address through with a value, those softwares say, I believe you on the right. a value. That's right. And then sometimes we experiment with that and we, you know, hey, if you believe me at 600,000, do you believe <laughs> me at 610 or yeah. 605? And we find that, you know, what's the magical spot where that happens? And I don't have a measurement of how often that's happening, but it seems to be happening more and more. Do you agree? Well, particularly with strong, I mean, 20% down, that's a that's a big chunk of change. So it does seem to happen more and more with those strong buyers. I'll agree and with and that is the magic elixir. Uh, when we can produce, uh, this is in the 60-second ad that's running right now, a property-specific uh, rock-solid pre-approval letter it says, hey, not only have we verified your income and credit and down payment, but for this property, you know, 1234 Main Street in, in Muskego, Wisconsin, at this purchase price, we don't need an appraisal. Ooh. I bounced this off of a couple agents. You know, I showed an example. I'll, I'll read you some of the feedback that I got. Buyer's agent has more fuel to provide listing agent a great call, chat about the strength of the buyer's offer and lending partner. There you go. Nice. That's nice. And so it also, you know what, in, in the case of Russ and Julie, I was able to get that answer of accepting the value that I put through at 15000 over the asking price. And so that also emboldens the buyer to say, yeah, hey, if, they're, if their supercomputer says they believe the value, then what do I want an appraisal for? Um, and it gives remember, validation. They're, they're bouncing. How's about that? The- yeah, yeah, validation. Yep. And then let's remember that the, um, you know, what's happening here is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac know about that property. They either through public records data or because they've had a mortgage on that property before and they've scooped up. Every time we sell a loan off to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, they scoop up thousands of bits of data off the appraisal. Yeah. Okay. And so that's how they're, you know, using artificial intelligence or who knows what voodoo to come back and say, yeah, you know what? We believe based on all the data we know about this property and other comparable properties in the area, we believe that value. So that's the best thing. The next best thing, and we, we don't have a lot of experience with this yet, but we can get an answer that says the computer believes the value, but we need you to send somebody out to the property to take some pictures and fill out a report to make sure that it's not in below average condition. So I don't think we've actually, oh, we've actually used that on some loans, but we haven't used it in a pre-approval letter yet to my knowledge, because it's a, that's a little less solid, right? Squishy. Yeah, but it's, hey, at least we don't need the value. And you right. know what, if you were a seller, the way I would pitch this to a listing agent is, 
hey, do you think your property's in below average condition? No, it's pristine. <laughs> yeah. You know, or the seller. So when you look at it that way, but but we do get back like a 25-page report. And if that report were to say, hey, uh, I see cupped, you know, shingles and I see dark stains on the basement walls. Well, which has nothing like to do with value. It has to do with well, condition. But it could. It could. Hmm. So you know that that's the next thing and then if we don't get either of those findings remember we also have our famous pre-approval with appraisal wiggle room where we write the offer or the pre-approval letter and say hey this buyer can afford to pay 500 for this house even if it appraises as low as you know fill in the blank and that's a customized number 480 let's say and they don't have to bring a nickel more to the closing table. That's magic. All right, that's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for spending a little bit of your Sunday or, or free time on a podcast with us. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.